It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> cute. That's cute. We have a true glam Gelino in our presence today. Someone that is born and bred in LA, bred. <laughs> raised on beauty. I'm reading here that our guest started applying hair extensions to his sisters at age 10. This is true. <laughs> That's commitment. That is commitment. We have hairstylist to the stars, one of our very, very favorite people on planet Earth, Clayton Hawkins. Welcome to Los Angeles. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We absolutely love Clay. First of all, this man is a riot. If you do not follow him, please, what are you doing? Oh my God. Best follow. When the wigs come out, I know it's going to be a good, it, like he's buying <laughs> books off eBay to recreate hairstyles from the 70s, 80s, 90s. And the wigs do be coming out. The wigs, if, if, if you like wig content, you know where to go. The wigs are out and literally we're looking at him in yeah. his wig room. Yes, you certainly are. It's gorge. Do they have names? You know, they don't have names, but when you put them on, you sort of transform. I don't know. I've always found like wigs to be so transformational and so like, I don't know. It's like, it's like a superhero costume or something. I've always loved wigs since I was like a little kid. Like if you don't want to ever have to come out to your friends or family, just get a passion for wigs at a young age and everyone else will fill in the blanks. So that's good. <laughs> But yeah, I am a wig hoarder, a wig collector, and a wig connoisseur. Did your older sisters, like, did you play dress up with them? Is that like sort of like how you got to like play with all the wigs and the extensions and things like that? Yes. My sisters are like nine and 12 years older than me, so they're older. So they just had like a Halloween box of like their wigs from like Halloweens over the years. And me as like a four-year-old, five-year-old, that was like my obsession. And and luckily, my parents were very encouraging. They were just like, okay, what are you going to do? Go for it. I remember when you did the hair for Hailey Bieber when she transformed into Britney, right? Yes. Yeah. I was like deeply, deeply moved by that Halloween <laughs> photo set because, you know, Britney is my everything. And so... Of course. So was she wearing a wig? We had like four wigs. They were all wigs. And I took this like, I acted like I was on Nat Geo and we were doing like archaeological, like trying to recreate like so seriously. I actually have the one that she wore for Slave for You. I'm going to bring it down because this is how mentally ill I am. Okay. Oh, wow. So convenient right there behind Clay. Okay. So I literally bought, this is the Slave for You wig. I bought a Bob wig and then I put keratin bonds all in it like Brittany had because I wanted it to look like her real hair was short and then she had the extensions so I, this was very like <laughs> I took this, this is, seriously this is akin to me meeting Britney Spears right now <laughs> yes this is as close as you're gonna get <laughs> no, literally 
Like, it's never going to happen for me. But like, this is meaningful to me. Because do you know, I mean, like, you obviously know loving Britney as well. But this was the hair I aspired to have. And I obviously didn't know as a 14, 15 year old that she had K tips in her hair. I was just like, give me this haircut. Figure it out. We love going to Clay because we'll get in the chair and then we just start talking about stuff. And we're talking about my obsession with Jessica Simpson's hair in 2003 and going to the hairstylist and showing him her Christmas album and going, Mm -hmm. I want my hair to be this color and to look like this. And they're like, baby, she has like six wefts of hair extensions. They're like the front pieces is her hair. The rest is a wig from the Raquel Walsh collection. Yes. Oh my God. Well, at least you're blonde. I would bring in the Britney Spears lucky haircut. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is what I want to look like. Oh, what's Clay grabbing? Clay's like, oh, I have I have a wig for that. This is my this is my lucky recreation. Oh my God. Yes. Oh that is my God. <laughs> that is literally, and I would take my straightener and I would flip the ends out. Isn't oh my God. My dream hair. Lovely. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brittany adjacent, Jessica, like I learned how to start do, and by learned, I mean, I didn't really learn, but I tried to learn from watching newlyweds because half of that show, she was just in the chair, you know, getting her hair done by Ken. And so when I was doing extensions on my sister at like 10, 11, 12, I would just tape newlyweds and be like, okay, he has that brown glue. Let me go to Namie's and try to find that glue. Let me buy the track. I mean, I I really fucked up a lot of people's hair <laughs> as a kid. Like, let's be real. None of it looked good. <laughs> Clay, okay, wait, I actually love this because Namie's, to Sarah's point of view, being like a true blue Angelino, Namie's is a huge beauty supply store in the Valley here in Los Angeles. And when people ask us like where they should go to shop for beauty, we're like, well, if you want the Melrose Place experience, obviously there's Violet Gray. It's obviously more expensive. It's a little bit like a Sephora and a Bloomingdale's mixed into one. If you want the good shit, you go to Namie's, you go to Nigel's, Friends. Friends. Oh, I love Friends. I think Friends is my fave. Friends for hair is hands down the best. Like that's where I, I make a pilgrimage to Friends, like at least bi monthly to just stock up. That's where you get everything. For listeners that may not be familiar, what can you get there that you couldn't get a CVS or a Target or something? It almost feels like a Japanese beauty supply store because a lot of their stuff is from Japan. There will be a full aisle of just combs and the best combs and like wise part and just combs from all over the best teasing combs. There'll be a whole aisle that is just clips. I mean, they have extensions, they have hair products, they have all of that, the best. But like, if you're looking for like, diversity of product you can't beat friends they have everything on deck yeah i really like friends even though they don't have like a well they have a parking lot in the back i always just roll up and park like right in front which i oh, you can park at the wiener schnitzel too honey there's a wiener <laughs> schnitzel adjacent yeah give me that man i didn't realize the wiener schnitzel was available to us all but here we go so well i i also will maybe you know stop at the wiener schnitzel while I'm right, there. right. It's sort of a two in one. Yeah, patronage. Um, mm-hmm. Namie's is really great too. They moved. I haven't been to the new location. I feel a little sad going into it because it's just this big, almost warehouse looking place. It's not the way where you would go in and then go up the stairs and then, like, all of a sudden you're illuminated to the aisles of a ton of beauty products. 
Yeah, the old nameys was giving like Calabasas, Woodland Hills, yeah. like mid two thousands. Like it was almost like Venetian style. Like yes. it was, it was, it was wild, but it was great. It's a little modernized now, so that's the bummer. But if y'all are listening and you you want a beauty experience, that's. I mean, this is where all of the on-set experts go and buy their stuff because they get professional discounts too. Namies, Nigels, or friends. Look it up. We'll link it. If you want to be in the beauty world, if you're, because I'm sure a lot of your listeners are like aspiring makeup artists, aspiring hairdressers, and you're new to LA and you've DM'd all the people you want to work with, honey, go to Nigels, go to Namies, go to friends, and like, you'll probably see an artist that you want to work with and you just hit them up. That's such a good tip. Speaking of all these products that you love, we have to ask you, what is on your face? I'm like a straight man when it comes to like my skin routine. <laughs> it's giving like almost like homophobic, like how basic <laughs> it is. Um, I'm wearing Kiehl's like ultra facial moisturizer with a little sunscreen. I use like the, is it Peter Thomas Roth? Mm-hmm. I always want to say like Philip Roth, but I feel like he's a writer. So I use like his just like acne wash. So I use that. And then that's it. That's that's like Patrick. Yeah. You are giving like straight, yeah. straight man. That's also like Matt. I'm not even giving ally at this point. Like, no, it's you're not. Like... Okay. Patrick is an ally. We'll just <laughs> we got to clarify. Of course. Of course. No homophobes oh in my this God, house. No. Yeah. Yes. You. No. Same. Wow. Do we Everyone's have to... like, what are you trying to She's saving to herself. She's saving herself. Um, okay. Well, then what about your hair? Surely your hair routine has to be a little bit more like zhuzhed up. Well, and I actually do my hair, yeah. I mean, I don't put a lot of product in it. So my hair is naturally like bone straight. So I do a little like blow dry and then get the little flat iron, just do a little like flippity flippity. It's super fast. And then I'm using this like sexy hair paste. I mean, I work with sexy hair they're great, and I love them and I use them all on my clients. But I mean, not an ad. I genuinely, that's that's my favorite paste because it's very like tacky and my hair can look like Meet the Beatles, like very just like, it almost looks like like Robin or something. It's like this sort of like bone straight Bob, the Dallas Sassoon moment, unless I like give it a little bit of texture. So I, I love using that for my hair. But I'm pretty basic on myself. Like I always say, <laughs> this past Grammys, we got so stuck in the rain. And like me and Melissa Hernandez, the makeup artist, we like walked into the glam room and we were just soaking wet and we looked like <laughs> shit. And then we're Getty imaging Olivia and we're like, well, we gave her all of our beauty. So that's sort of how I feel. I'm like, I give all my beauty, like the uglier I look, it's like, I know the better my client is going to look that day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yes, he's talking about Olivia Rodrigo, obviously. And we do need to talk about this because the Grammys happened Sunday. I was on the carpet. It was a torrential downpour. I do not Horrible. understand why they did not tent the entirety from the red carpet to crypto. People had gowns on. They were holding umbrellas from every angle on people. Lana Del Rey, bless her soul. She seemed traumatized <laughs> by this mm. experience. But Clay, when you're sending Olivia, you're sending her off. So it's not like you're walking with her. Well, we're in the sprinter. No, we, we I walked her to the carpet. So we were all in the sprinter van. Okay, okay. Sprinter van, Salt Lake City. You're in there with Melissa. You're you're like ready to at the go. And then obviously Olivia performs. So then you're actually going with her to the show, right? Yeah. So when you have a client that's performing at these award shows, you get to go with them and you're with them pretty much the whole time. So that's a huge blessing. So what was that like? 
what happened with the rain? Yeah. It was horrible. It was so scary. And also we were in like, you know, the cars, there's traffic, takes a while to get there. And like the humidity, even if you're in a car, it still is just sort of like somehow gets in the car. So we were just wishing, hoping, praying, but it ended up looking like I was really happy. We did like a side part, which is like very new to her. She's experimenting more with her hair, definitely. And it just ended up being okay. But I did use a lot of like weatherproof hairsprays and stuff. I had to overcompensate. Ooh, can you tell us which ones? Yeah, I mean, again, not to plug, but it is like a sexy hair weatherproof hairspray that's like anti-humidity that really does work. I know that's what they use in like all the Marvel movies. I think they use like this specific weatherproof stuff because it just like locks everything in. So yeah, we use that. I mean, I'm literally like, we're in the car, we're all standing in the car because, you know, she can't sit and trying to be solidarity. So I'm standing too. (laughs) And yeah, I was just making sure that it looked good, but it ended up working out great. I mean, she looked so beautiful. I think it was one of her most beautiful carpets. So it was great. She looked so gorgeous. So she obviously was performing. You're backstage and you just have like your little kit with you. Yeah. So we have, everyone has like a little dressing room. Yeah. Because it's like a big arena. So when you're doing any big award show, if I'm doing doing the Oscars or doing that stuff and someone's performing or be amazed, you get a little dressing room. Wow. Okay. That explains why Miley was able to change five times because I kept going, where is she going? Where is she going? They're obviously set up like it's a concert. So I was thinking who gets what dressing rooms, but I guess there's probably multiple at crypto. It's like hallways and law, especially a place like that that's, that is a music venue. Yeah, right. And also okay. sports, I think. So they have dressing rooms. And like, I remember doing like a jingle ball tour with Dev Cameron last year. And we would go to all these different like arenas and we fully were getting dressed and changed like in the locker rooms where the athletes were. Like it was full on like, <laughs> I only know th- those kind of locker room settings from like, you know certain kinds of videos i'm not used to that but it was like it was very that kind of vibe of like oh we're in the locker room like oh cool so yeah you get we get ready in tons of crazy places with all the clients it's not all glamour it's not all glamour sometimes you're in a locker room yeah i mean that was pretty glamorous was it yeah we were pretending we're in like a david la chapelle shoe we're taking pictures (laughs) it was fun I love that. One thing that I that you called out that maybe I guess culture now has kind of because we have the internet and we have social media, people now know like these celebrities stand to be driven to whatever show it is. They're in these sprinter bands. But when you were saying that, like standing with Olivia, I remember like when I was younger, I never would have thought about that, that like they can't sit down in their gown. Yeah, you can't, a lot of dresses, you, people have to stand. They can't sit. I mean, I, you've even seen it some some previous award shows, like some girls where they're sitting sort of like this, like even during the award show. Like it's, it ain't for sissies. We love your styling because it makes us nostalgic. Obviously, you do shoots where you're paying homage to like a pop star celebrity of like the 90s or early millennium. But There's a lot of nostalgia in the hairstyles that you're doing that are also translated into modern day. What's your process for coming up with looks? Obviously, you're working with not only makeup and the stylist, but has there ever been a look where you've been like, I really want to do this hair and the client's like, okay, great. We'll base everything around this hair or is hair really a supplement? It's usually a team. It's like a team project. So everyone sort of has to come. So it's like, 
it all comes down to the dress or whatever the client is wearing. So normally everyone asks the stylist. And if it's like a normal, just like a normal event, like yesterday I got Ali Wong ready for the AFI, something, some screening, I'll message the stylist in the morning, like, oh, what is she wearing? And then we'll come up with glam ideas. And then if it's something huge, like the Met Gala or the Oscars, then it's more like a week in advance. We're talking. I like to print out pictures of like inspo and mood because sometimes that Sometimes you get your way more if you print it out. I don't know. That's just what I found. They're like, "Mm, well, he used his inker, like inkjet. So might as well let him do that here. So yeah, it's, it's a really a collaboration and, and the looks I can always tell, like there are some amazing makeup artists or hairstylists out there that their skills really good, but you can tell someone's new in the industry when it's like the hair is a moment, the makeup's a moment, the outfit's a moment. That's very kind of like your first few years where you think everything has to be your moment. And as you sort of get into this industry for a while and and plant your feet, you realize it all has to come together and all has to serve the look. It's not about you. It's about just making them feel great and serving the whole package. You know, you said you're maybe printing things out. Where are you looking? Are you looking at old books? Yeah. Because I feel like with Instagram, it's really easy to see something on a Monday and be like, this was amazing. And then someone else does, and then try to do it on a Thursday. And then it's like, you'll see one great look and then there'll be kind of five or six girls will have that same kind of winged eye or that same kind of hair within the month. And it's great. No one's copying anyone. We all are just getting inspired from each other. But I always try to have like left field references So yeah, I watch a lot of like old movies, old TV shows, old books, old magazines. And I try to get my inspiration more from like random stuff from the past so that it doesn't feel, I don't know, like you've seen it this week. You have such a catalog, like vast catalog of iconic hairstyles. Yeah. Like even just talking about the Britney wigs, the way that you like do your research to make sure it's like so authentic. Is there one like celebrity or one character or whatever that you obsess over who who has your dream hair or you're always like looking to? We know you love like Barbara Streisand. I, I am obsessed. I just finished her book. She's my close personal best friend now. <laughs> but I mean, no, Barbara's an amazing example because she's done so many incredible hairstyles over the years. Like her 60s, 70s, like Vogue updos and these like Richard Avedon things. It's like mouthwatering. And the crimping iron was invented for Barbara Streisand. It did not exist before then. And her hairstylist invented it and patented it. So she's definitely a hair pioneer. But I mean, I love Sarah Jessica Parker on Sex and the City like that. I assisted Mark Townsend, who's like the king of like the undone, like Olsen tousled hair. And to me, like Sarah Jessica Parker on Sex and the City when it comes to just effortless hair texture, it doesn't get better than that. Okay, so let's talk about Mark because that's pretty awesome. You are now your own stylist working with these iconic people. And Mark has, like you said, Olsen hair. I love him for Dakota Johnson. Oh, yeah. Dakota Johnson is my hair inspo. I love it. You're killing it. It's giving. Thank you. What did you learn from Mark? Obviously, when you're assisting someone, it's maybe a lesson in terror because you're just like with this person the whole time. You're with them through thick or thin. You're 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 assisting them. What did you take away from your time with Mark? Well, I mean, I was so lucky. I got to assist. I mean, I got to assist Chris Appleton. I got to assist a deer. I assisted Lana Vigi, and but I assisted Mark for years and years, and he was 
everything to me. And really what he mostly taught me was just sort of like the etiquette of it all. And that it's really not about us. So I think a lot of times the new Instagram, even though I'm like so social media heavy, whatever, like I, I do a lot of social media, but it's not about us. It's about making the client feel good. That's how you have longevity. Because there's a, a million amazing hairstylists, but if they're walking in and having an ego or making it all about them or even taking their own personal shit with them inside, like if you're having a bad day, like leave it outside. Like you're there to support these women. And I think that speaks to why Marcus kept clients for like 10, 20, 30 years. You know, I've been lucky. A lot of my clients who I've started with five or six years ago, I'm still with is because it's not about me. When I'm making these videos and doing wigs and doing all that, it's definitely about me. And I definitely like, like to be silly and have fun. And I'm not like a wallflower, but it's not about like what I want for the hair. It's not like my hair moment. It's literally like, what, what's going to make you feel great today? And that's really what he taught me. He's very, he's just amazing with clients. You do a really great job of having your own personality and having your own following on social media, which I think is very necessary in 2024 as a hairstylist, makeup artist, whoever. I remember in the past, it was frowned upon for glam teams to kind of, you know, never usurp their client, but like to have even a following at all to be putting mm -hmm. themselves out there. It was just like not a thing that you did. But it's like, what happens when all you're doing is posting about your one client and then your one client decides that you're not their hairstylist anymore? Or they go on a two-year break or, you know what I mean? Or they do whatever. You never know. I mean, I definitely kind of have a separation of church and state. Like, I feel like some of my clients don't even know about my TikTok stuff or their assistant will be like, have you seen his videos? And they're like, oh, he makes videos? Like, I, it's not something I bring up. My TikTok, I never even really post my clients. It's just me. So I try to have a nice separation of church and state. And I'll also never force glam pics on clients either like it's always if they're in the mood to take a glam pic and they're like don't do pictures i say yes but i'm never going to be the one like can we get a picture can we do this like that's just not my vibe at all because so many people are already taking from these actors from these musicians everybody wants something from them and when they're in the chair that should be the time where they feel like no one is taking them people are just giving to them so obviously a lot of my clients are like bitch, let's do a glam pick. Like I look fire, <laughs> like they're into it, but I definitely just try to keep those things separate and sort of, yeah. And also back in the day, we did not even take pictures at all. This is a relatively new thing. When I was assisting Mark, like we would do the Oscars and the Met Gala and huge things. And I'm like, Oh, we didn't take any pictures <laughs> of that. How weird. I need to know. So You've assisted, you mentioned, obviously, Mark, Chris Appleton, Adir. Like, these are like major, major names. How did you get introduced to them? Like, how did you get your first assistant job? Which, by the way, can I just say, when you said that you assisted Chris Appleton, I like think of you and Chris like same level. So it's like so funny to me that you were assisting him because I feel like y'all are the same level profile wise. 100%. 100%. I think that Chris is like such a legend. And so like he's, his work is just, his work's exquisite, like point blank, period. His work is so good. How did I get into it though? Okay. Well, so my best friend is 
Lizzie Olson, who I've known since I was like an infant. Like we just went to the same like preschool together. Okay. It's not giving like Nepo. Like we just so happened <laughs> to like, we went to the same preschool together and went to the same elementary school. And then I went to a different school in seventh grade, but I've for some reason maintained all of my best friendships are from elementary school. So people that I stopped going to school with when I was 12, that, that is still my best friends and my family. Like, can't explain it. I didn't keep really friends from high school or middle school, like, you know, DMing, whatever. But my best friends are from elementary school. We just have a core group of like eight of us that is just, that's our family. So I went as a date to like a Vanity Fair party when I was like 20. Mark was doing her hair and I was sort of just doing hair for fun on the side, but I just started handing him things and being like, oh my God, how did you do this? Oh my gosh, I saw you did Christina Aguilera's hair. Like, she's doing tapes now, right? Like, she's not doing bonds. And he was like, wait, wait, how, who, who are you? Like, who is this like little gay bug that's like buzzing <laughs> around my ear? It's like, how do you know all this? He's like, are you a hairstylist? I'm like, not really. No, I just sort of do it for fun. And he's like, oh, well, you should go to beauty school. And especially now when clients have friends that are there when they're getting ready, you're just sort of nice to them and you just sort of say whatever. But I'm sure he didn't think much of it, but I took it to heart and I literally enrolled in beauty school that Monday, did my 1600 hours, took like a year and a half. And then I just DM'd him and I was like, I went to beauty school. I'm ready to assist you. And then it was like crickets. And then I was like, okay. So I just DM'd him and texted him every Friday for six months. So what is that? That's like 48 <laughs> messages. Like he honestly should have had like a restraining order. Like it was giving weird. And then finally, like his assistant like moved away and he was like, okay, like, do you want to try this? And he like threw me a bone and I was just like, I'm going to be the best assistant that anyone has ever seen. I'm going to be like devil wears product. Like I'm going to like do everything. I was like, well, you can't drive. Like I'll drive. I'll pick you up. Like, no, 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 no. You're not driving. Like I'll drive you. Like I was just like very over the top. And I ended up working with him for like four years. And then when he couldn't do his clients, he would recommend me and I started doing them and it built up and I would start doing like Dakota Johnson for like bigger events that he couldn't do. And then I ended up doing Elizabeth Banks for the Met Gala on my own when I was still an assistant. He was like, I can't, she's like, well, I feel comfortable with Clay. I know he knows how to do it. And so then I got signed to his agent. So yeah. Persistent. No, I love that. I love that. Six months, every, why every Friday? You're just I don't know. TGIF, babe. I <laughs> yeah. had no idea. It, it was worked. just like... It worked. Yeah. It was OCD, I think. I mean, when I found out that Clay was besties with Elizabeth Olsen, I was like, oh my God. Like, what a life. Like, little Kirby in Texas would only, like, dream of going to elementary school with, like, an Olsen and then becoming a hairstylist or something. This is, like, the most glam. It really is. Well, But also, Sarah... You were living in Orange County, and for me, like the Laguna Beach of it all, like I, you, little Kirby in Texas really just aspired to be out in Southern California. So, you two were living my dream. I absolutely loved it. You made it, babe. I, I think because they were like family, there was also like a pop culture blind spot for her sisters. It didn't really until later. I realized like, oh, like they're really big, but like I didn't grow up watching their movies. I didn't do any of that because it was like in our friend group, we're just like, oh, that's like their sisters. Like we're not trying to like watch that stuff. Speaking of like iconic hairstyles that we would bring to get our haircut, the Olsen twins, the perfect beachy wave. I mean, even the lucky hair, this is giving. Yes. Oh, it is. This is, this is definitely an era. 
giving the Olsons 100%. 100%. I do remember, though, when they would do, like, the curls to straight. I just remember seeing that IRL and being like, oh, your hair looks cool today. Meanwhile, it was, like, probably Mark doing it. I had one of those DVD players that was, like, literally a laptop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first DVD I had for it was Holiday in the Sun. Okay. There you go. That movie was very important to me because Megan Fox was also in that movie. So I've seen those clips. The only one that I really know and love is It Takes Two. Like that one. Uh, Yeah. Even us were like, obviously, we're going to watch It Takes Two. Like this is a great movie. Gosh, (laughs) it's important. Yeah. Okay, we have to talk about go back to talking about another cool girl who I, I texted Clay when Olivia Rodrigo did Jingle Ball. My niece, Kenzie, went and she did her own hair. And styled it after a style that Clay did with like the little butterflies in the hair. And I just thought it was the cutest thing ever because obviously your influence is so massive. Olivia's hair is gorgeous, but effortless. And I know that it probably takes so much more work than it actually like seems like it looks like she kind of like rolled out of bed mm-hmm. with like perfect shiny hair. What is the secret? Is all of it her hair, her own hair? I mean, I can't give away all the secrets, but I will say that like she just has amazing hair. And here's the real tea, you guys, and people are not going to want to hear this. Her hair is healthy and beautiful because there's no color on it. That's her hair color. And everyone's always like, heat protectors, this mask, like it's the irons. Like, I'm sorry, I am tired of irons getting blamed for a hair problem. You know what makes people's hair damaged and fried? Bleach. Okay, so if your hair doesn't have bleach on it, like anyone whose hair is just like naturally dark and doesn't color it, you're probably going to have like healthy, shiny hair. So a lot of that is like, it's, she's just born with it. She just has beautiful, beautiful hair. Okay. And of course, yes, we do things and we play and I have my like tips and tricks and we, you know, but also I will say I've been doing it for so long that if she's tired and doesn't want a long glam thing that like me and Melissa, who's been doing her makeup for the past year, we can do her pretty fast. We, we have it sort of down to a template where we can, if you've been working with someone a while, you can do a 45 minute bust down. So is it usually just like a blowout using just like a roller blush? Blowout, curling iron. Yeah, okay. because her hair is so long, sometimes you have to use a smaller, like when, the longer someone's hair is, the smaller the iron is that you have to do. So it's like in order to get a wave, you'll literally use like a one inch iron, which seems really small. But if someone's hair is really long and healthy, you got to do that. And if it wants to be like a blowout look, you're going to use like a one and a quarter inch curling iron, which like... On someone with like damaged hair or shorter hair, like a one and a quarter is like ringlets. But the longer your hair is and the silkier it is, kind of have to use, you have to like size down an iron. So I will say that. Oh, that's a great tip because you want it to hold. Like that's the point. Like you want it to have a hold. So if you have unbleached, untarnished hair that Mm -hmm. cannot hold a curl, the key is maybe going down in your barrel size so that it kind of is a little tighter and then it can kind of fall. And also I would say like always like wrap. Remember when everyone was doing like the clampless irons? Like I kind of treat every iron like it's a clampless one. I open the clamp and I'm just wrapping, wrapping, wrapping. Cause you can really get that great tension and then you close the clamp. So I always tell people like, oh, I don't know how to curl my hair when people say that. It's like, they're like, oh, I get fish hooks. It's like, well, yeah, you're clamping and then twisting. And it's like, save yourself all that aggravation and really just maybe get a wand or treat whatever curling iron you have as if it's a wand. And that will definitely get you a lot more definition. Isn't it crazy how 
Gen, is it Gen Z or Gen Alpha? I don't effing know, but I think it was Gen Z. Gen Alpha is like in elementary school, I think. I don't want to hear from them yet. <laughs> okay, well, they're using drunk elephant clay. So like, I don't know at this I point. I know. But they don't know how to use a curling iron. I grew up with a curling iron. That was what I knew how to use. I remember having hot rollers. I could not figure it out for the life of me. And then when the wands came out or even like moving to LA and my hairstylist uses like a Marcel iron. I'm like, I don't know how the hell y'all are using Marcel irons. Like that is like truly pro stuff. Like they're hard. That's my favorite. You use a Marcel iron? I like taught myself because that's what Sal would use, Sal Salcido. And I like burned my neck and ears, but like I taught myself. So Wow, I'm shook. <laughs> that's impressive. Wow. Yeah, that's not me. I'm a straight Dyson Airwrap girly or I'm using my curling iron. But it's crazy to me that now the new generation is either using hot rollers or they literally are obsessed with the beach waver because it curls the hair for them. Yeah, that's I haven't tried that. Maybe I should do a video where I'm trying the beach waver. Sarah Potempo's beach waver? Yes, it is having a renaissance. I think that she's killing it. She might be the Bethany Frankel of the hair world. Like, shout out to her. She's a great girl. She's the sweetest. I mean, it's having a resurgence because people simply do not know how to use an iron with a clamp. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've tried because of my videos and I just buy and invest, I have so many curling irons, hot rollers, things from the 40s through the early 2000s. I mean, I basically just took like Aaron Parsons thing and, and did it with hair, with peace and love to her. And I will say that like nothing does be like a hot roller. It, if you can put it in right, you're not going to get a better result than that. That's the problem. We need to go to your house and you need to teach us because I try time and time again and I look crazy. Or maybe I come up with one that everyone can use and maybe this has been a long con and I'm just doing all this research and stuff and I'm going to come up with something. Oh, okay. Little teaser. I would love to hear that. But no, literally until then, I need you to tell me the proper way to wrap a damn <laughs> curler i'm trying with my finger right now i literally can't do it i can't do it the first step is to not use your finger <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to demo this the sectioning of it all i just don't know how to do it i can roll it it doesn't look right after at the end because i'm not like sectioning it off the right way and, and how are you supposed to do that in the back no how right it's hard watch this space i'm gonna try to do something okay I'm excited about this, Clay. We love this. You have your wigs. You have vintage hair tools and accessories. And oh, no, there's a fire. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what are you grabbing? Damn it. I know. What is your most prized possession? Who are you grabbing and what are you grabbing? <sighs> I mean, grabbing my dogs first, obviously. obviously and then, obviously. I mean... I'm just going to grab like one of those big Ikea bags and just try to stuff it as fast as I can. Yeah, I probably would try to grab the wigs. Luckily, a lot of extension companies are very good to me and they send me hair. So I'm like, those will be okay. But the wigs, those are OOP, babe. Those are out of pocket. You're grabbing all the Britney wigs. Yeah. But what about the, the vintage, any vintage tools or accessories? 
No, because then I didn't have the joy of buying it again on eBay because I'm addicted to eBay. I'll buy the same thing twice. Like I'll do, I'll literally be like, hmm, I bought this like three years ago and did a video. No one's going to remember. I'm going to buy it again and do the whole unboxing thing again. No one will remember. And they don't. So it's fine. <laughs> what is your latest purchase from eBay? What did I just buy? Oh my God. Look how stupid this is. <laughs> These are like hair clips from, I think like the late eighties. But they're like little watches. Oh my god! And what's the brand called? Choice and Toy. Oh, Choice and Joy. So I mean, they're ugly, but there is like a time and place where this could be really sick. I don't know when that's going to be. So are you buying this for your clients? If there is a moment where you're like, I'm going to put this in Olivia's hair, maybe for like an editorial or something. Yeah, a lot of times I'll buy stuff and be like. Hmm, why do I have all this junk? This is so stupid. And then it's like three years later, I'll be doing like a Too Faced shoot and they'll be like, we need every color candy accessory. Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, well, I've been preparing for this for three years. Like, what, what do you need? <laughs> or like, oh, oh, here's what I'm really obsessed with. Here's the future. Are you ready for the future? So ready. I've been waiting. The future is... Toupees? Oh, is the bump it? No. These Y2K, like Karen from Will and Grace, updo things. You think I'm joking? I bought a whole dead stock of these <laughs> off eBay. Chloe and Chanel, the stylists, who do like Olivia, they do SZA, they do Ice Spice. They're like amazing. They're sisters. They are obsessed with these. They're wearing them all the time now. Everyone's like, who's doing your hair? Who did your hair? There's nothing better. They're like, it's a claw clip with hair attached to it. Or a little scrunchy thing too. Like, look at this. You just wrap around your bun? Yes. And it's like campy and cool and weird. Is the idea that it's supposed to look, not really look like your hair? You want to get a color that looks like your hair. But okay. the thing is, these things are so out of favor. They're so left behind that like no one will suspect like, no one will look at two chic girls like you and be like, well, they're surely not wearing, like, a mall kiosk, like, clip-on spiky thing. Like, there's that, that's not happening, but it is. I need one. Ooh, I hope I see this at the Met Gala. Look how sick this is. Like, look how good this would look on you. Like, in the back, it's like, there's your, like, Pamela Anderson. Yes! No effort at all. Wow. Okay, Curbs, we gotta go get on eBay. Absolutely. We're going to find these at like Target in six months, no doubt in my mind. Or even like two little like buns in the front when you do this. These are also great for like your kids. Oh my God. So I would die. This is giving me cheerleading competition. Yeah, it's very that. It is very pageant. Okay, let's be real. It's very pageant, but this would be my biggest prediction that Gen Z is going to like discover next. Oh my God. Insert name here or someone needs to make these. Mm -hmm. Like new versions of it. Okay, this is brilliant. I actually am obsessed now. See, you see how excited I get? It's very strange. It's like the serotonin started rushing. I, I feel it. Besides these clips, what else do you think we're going to be seeing in 2024? You said coquette hair on one of your Instagram stories. What other trends in style or in length do you think is going to be big this year? I think just effort and fun and joy. I think that there's going to be like a big return to like the indie sleeves, American apparel sort of aesthetic. I think everyone wants to go back to like the early 2010s sort of like EDM recession, like dance pop fun. So I kind of think that ombres are going to come back 
relatively soon, especially because like they're the ultimate recession style. And I think we're going to see like hard line ombres. A bunch of my like Gen Z clients have expressed interest in like, talk to me about an ombre. And I'm just like, what do you want to know? So I think that we're going to see some hard line dip dye ombres coming back. Oh my God. That horrifies me, by the way. (laughs) I agree. On TikTok, people are talking about how like they are nostalgic for 2014 to 2016. That's a bone chilling. I know. But they're like Tumblr era. I I miss EDM. I miss like the songs that feel like you've stayed up all night and are seeing the sunrise at a music festival. And that is such a specific time for me that Madison Beer has a new song coming out that sounds like that era to me. And everyone's like, oh, like everyone's really into it. 2016 makeup is having a little bit of a resurgence. So God help us all. The block brows. I'm scared, truly. I will never go back to a block brow. I'm sorry. I know Cara Delevingne is solely responsible for the reason why we all wanted gigantic eyebrows, but like she can pull off gigantic eyebrows. Most people cannot. I could see Sarah, though, with an ombre. Oh, my God. I had an ombre. And I that's why I'm so horrified, because I felt like my hair was so destroyed. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, it's going to be absolutely wrecked. But <laughs> just the bottom half. <laughs> the top will be silky. And then I'll get my fuck-ass bob. Yeah. I've been wanting her to get a fuck-ass bob <laughs> for years at this point. She would look amazing with a bob. I want just like a completely clean-cut Even asymmetrical. Oh, my God. An asymmetrical bob. Can we bring that back? Holy. I don't know how I feel about the asymmetrical. I love the asymmetrical. (laughs) And and I love that you love that. And guess what? My mind changes on a dime. And you could talk to me in a month and I'll be like, it's all about the asymmetrical, babe. But I think Sarah's going to have a bob. (laughs) But I don't think that time's now. I think that's going to be for a different decade of her life. (gasps) Oh, thank you. Wow. Look at that. I think you're a little, I think you're young right now. No, I think like I love a bob and I go through phases where I'll get a bob. But I feel like to me, it's the grow out that I hate because it makes me feel like like I am a mom. But it makes me feel like such a mom when my hair is like right here. Though I hear the children really want like this mid-length right now, too. I hate a mid-length. I I hate a shoulder skimming length. When I see a shoulder skimming length, I think of one thing, and that's Michael Jackson. I think about him dangling (laughs) that baby with that little flippy hitting the shoulders. I do not like that length. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I think those are cute with the little flippy, like the little, like a little, like Florence Henderson. No, to me, it's giving, oh, please. Oh, please. (laughs) Stop. Stop. That's what it's giving. Do you think that Olivia would ever chop her hair? She's like Joni Mitchell. This is my hair for life. I'm sure she'll do different hair things for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about all sorts of different things, but who knows? We have gone a little shorter. I mean, when she, we were doing the, like album rollout in like August, like when we were traveling in Europe because her hair grows so fast. I mean, her hair was long. Her hair was way past almost navel gazing. So if she does decide to cut it, it'll grow back within like a year back to where it is. So Clay, are you, do you travel with her for a tour? Like do you and Melissa go on tour with her? No, I'm not. I wouldn't do the tour. There's someone that does like hair and makeup that they're going to find. Got it. But 
I, I do want to do like some of like the big dates. Like I'll probably, me and Melissa will probably go to like, you know, Asia or like the fun places in Europe and go do that. But no, she's going to be gone soon for like a year. We'll miss her. I told Clay that when she goes to the Philippines, he has to take me with with him and her. Hell yeah. To the motherland. Okay, Clay, before we get into our last question, for our listeners, as a professional, what are three things that you think everybody could benefit from having in their hair wardrobe? Is it a tool? Is it a styling product? A certain shampoo conditioner? Like, obviously, hair types are different. But if you were trying to guide somebody who really is looking to like, maybe start having a hair regimen or like styling their hair properly. What are your thoughts? They have a great brush. It's like your foundation. Like a lot of people will have like thousand dollars skincare and all of the like Olaplex and K18, all these great products. And then you look and they have like a wet brush that hasn't been cleaned in eight months with like Olaf from frozen on the back. And it's like, what gives like, I think that you need to have like a great foundational brush, a great detangling. Like I love Tangle Teaser, Sheila Stotts. Mason Pearsons are great for styling. They're not necessarily what you want to be like brushing your hair with, unless you do have like a certain very straight texture. But I would say like a good Sheila Stotts or Tangle Teaser just to really get your hair healthy. And that's not a big investment. That's like, you know, your Tangle Teaser is 10 bucks. Sheila Stotts is like 50 bucks. Take care of your brushes. Please clean them out. And then I would say like a decent like blow dryer, especially with the nozzle. I see a lot of people blow drying their hair, raw dogging it, if you will, like without the (laughs) nozzle at the end. And it's like, babe, if you just have the blow dryer without the nozzle, there's no direction. You might as well just be like, you know, having a leaf blower go on you. So I would say a decent blow dryer. You're going to spend a million dollars, but like GHD is great. Obviously, the Dyson's amazing. It's so quiet, which is great for me because I talk a lot. I would say that with the nozzle. And then a heat protectant really is good. Like Sexy Hair makes a great heat protectant. Living Proof makes a really great heat protectant. So I would say those are those are your best bets. I don't think I ever just in your terms, raw dog my hairstyling. Oh my God, I do. I use the nozzle because otherwise my hair looks frizzier. It's bigger. And I think like for volume, sure, that's great. And then if you want to go in with maybe a flat iron, cool. But otherwise, I mean, this is my hair air dried, but I... Beautiful. Thank you. I look like I have a lion's mane if I'm not using a directional nozzle to make sure that it's like keeping my hair sleek and not frizzy. I definitely raw dog it more than I should because I'm trying to get the volume. But then, yeah, especially now with the regrowth of my baby, it's like, wow, I have a crown of little baby hairs. Do you? Do you have a lot of like short hair since? It's like the bane of my existence right now. I'm like happy the hair is growing back, but it's like, come on. It's tough. But no, but I need to be using the nozzle. (laughs) So yeah, thanks for the reminder. Okay, Clay, five things you would never do as a hairstylist. Okay, so five things that I would never do as a hairstylist. I would say number one is talk about your clients to other clients. You think that you're being like fun and gossipy, but the second that you talk about other people to your client, they're going to feel, say it with me, unsafe. Okay, so you got to be a vault. Okay, and that is so like discretion is key. So that's number one is just like, Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk about other people. It doesn't matter whether you're working at the dry bar in Tacoma or whether you're doing like the Oscars with Jennifer Lopez. Keep your mouth shut, okay? Number two, 
I would say not use a heat protectant. They exist for a reason. Use a heat protectant, guys. They actually do work. They will save your hair, especially if someone has very light hair and is blonde. You might not realize it, but you can discolor that blonde really quick if you're using like a heat tool on it and not spraying heat protectant. And it can turn into like old person yellow teeth vibes very fast. So I would say avoid that. Number three, when someone says that they want two inches off of their hair, don't use like man mass and, you know, make two inches, four inches. Okay. Cause you're, you know, shooting it from below. Like you got to actually cut off two inches. I'm never going to be the hairstylist. That's going to like cut off more than they want. Like it's their hair. It's growing out of their head most of the time. And it is important to actually give them what they want. It's not about you. So if they want just a little trim, even if their ends are scraggly raggly, I don't care. Give them a little trim. Okay. Number four, if you're trying to be like a freelance hairstylist, if you want to be in like the fashion industry, work with celebrities, whatever, don't say no to opportunities, especially when you're starting out. You never know who you're going to meet. This randomista actress that like, huh, who is she? This job's only this much money. If you have a free day and that job comes up, take it even if it's little money, because that girl could be Margot Robbie in five years. You never know who you're going to meet. So take every opportunity, come from a place of yes. And then number five, treat your assistants well, because you never know. You might be competing with that assistant in a few years for clients. This industry is small and people talk. And I see people treat their assistants so bad and do not do that. Treat your assistants well. Beautiful words, beautiful words, beautiful tips. Love that. Clay, thank you so much for coming on Gloss Angeles. Of course. Where can everybody find you and follow you on social? So on Instagram, it's Clayton Hawkins, C-L-A-Y-T-O-N, Hawkins, H-A-W-K-I-N-S. And then on TikTok, it is, it's Clayton Hawkins. So I-T-S, Clayton Hawkins. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum.